Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Well, welcome everybody. Um, I want to do a couple fun things now. So the theme of this morning is mentors and mothers, and it I want to be basing it on the importance of community. So Proverbs 22.6 says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. And I just really, really value the community in the body of Christ and throughout the church. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Luann in just a minute, but I don't know about you. If you know, you know, there used to be a program called Pioneer Girls back in the day. Okay, Pioneer Girls, and it was like a program where every single girl in church had a pal, someone who was not their mom, who like fed into them, took them out for breakfast, took them shopping at the mall, and it was just an amazing thing, and I had the honor and the privilege of growing up with a pal, which you will hear about later, but just the importance of community and moms is the theme today. But before we start, the good stuff. I got pedicures as the prize for the ladies. Um, They're the pedicures that the nail polish that you can actually take off at your own home and you don't have to go back to get it redone. So just so you all know, that's how I feel about pedicures. Okay, our first one that we're gonna pull out, the last four digits are five, four, three, six. Five, four, three, six. Is someone coming? Is it Janice? Yes! Wonderful! That's so great. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. All right. And now I'm going to hand it over to my friend, Luann Mentzer. Here we go. Five for five. Thank you. She said she wouldn't cut me off. I know it's five minutes, but I'm going to try really hard. So, ladies, if you are a daughter, please stand. Okay, look around the room. How precious that God has blessed our church family. Said I was going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it over with. <laughs> Right at the beginning, blessed our church family with so many women who are mentors and mothers, if you will. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, 1-2, treat young men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters. Thank you. Well, I prayed about what God wanted me to say today, and he gave me a title that is a bit of a tongue twister, so... Bear with me. A Mother's Mentoring Mantle. Something that happens to women of all ages and men, but today is Mother's Day, so we're going to talk about women, okay? A mantle is a cape or a covering. For example, royal mantles. Queen's mantle signified something about that person's station or calling. My scripture today is from Psalms 68.6. God sets the solitary, and some versions say lonely, in families. 
He brings out those who are bound into prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. I want to talk about my mom for a minute. Those of you who know her, knew her, knew that she was a mother to many. In fact, both my parents were mentors to many people, young and not so young. At one point in time, when I was younger, we had 28 people living in one big farmhouse back in Ontario. Only six of us were the actual family. Many of whom, many of those were in need of a strong mother and father figure. My parents gave of their time, their energy to help each of their sons and daughters learn life skills and experience a healthy family dynamic. Our family wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I can say that living with um, extended God-given family is a blessed way to grow up a way that became normal to us. Um, it, in fact, it started to feel strange when we didn't have a lot of people around us, living with us. This was my mother's mantle, her calling. Fast forward to 1987. I too struggled with infertility, but our prayers were answered when God blessed my hubby and I with a beautiful daughter who brought us much joy and challenges. A strong-willed child from God, such a blessing. <laughs> the terrific twos hit at about 18 months. One of my friends, a mother with more experience in child-rearing, saw me struggling one day and wisely shared with me that this same stubbornness I was struggling with in this child would one day work to her advantage as she would become stubborn for God. I am grateful to say that her wise advice has come true. And I thank God for that woman, another mentoring mother. All and I had always wanted to have a large family, but God had other plans. Almost 12 years ago, God brought a young lady into my life a single mom of a precious little three-year-old boy. This young lady had lived more life in her 20-something years than I could even imagine, and my heart went out to her. Her mother had passed away a few years prior to our meeting, and one day, after hearing more of her story, I found myself saying to her, if you ever feel like you need a mother, I would be happy to be a mother to you. She said she would love that, and God knit our hearts together. A few years later, when our new daughter was ready to give birth to her second child, she came into the same hospital where I was saying goodbye to my mom, who passed on to glory that evening. I left my mother's bedside, went down to the maternity ward, and three and a half hours later, our second grandson was born in the same hospital. That night, in that circle of, moment, circle of life moment, I felt the mantle of my mother pass to me. And I was in awe of how God truly takes the solitary, the lonely, and places them in families. 
<laughs> and God wasn't finished. Seems like he never is. <laughs> Adding to our family. Fast forward to around 2018, when God brought another young single woman, single mom, into our life. This time with two sons. Again, God led me to listen to her story. A heartbreaking story filled with pain and loss. Again, he challenged me to open my heart and become a mother to her. Both of our adopted daughters have asked me how I could love them, why I would love them. And all I can say is God's love is unconditional. My mother's mantle, my calling, my purpose is to unconditionally love and mentor others. So far, I have three daughters, ages 34, about to be 35, and 36. I have seven grandchildren, the youngest of which is here today. And each of the, these precious children are a permanent... <laughs> <laughs> little Simba. No, it's Eliana, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and each one of these precious children are a permanent part of my family no different than if I had birthed their mothers myself. This I know when we open our hearts to God, build our relationship with Him, and follow His prompting, He brings people into our lives that need His love. 1 John 4.10 and 11 tells us, This is love, not that we loved God, but, he, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Today I want to encourage each woman here and everyone listening online, be an encourager, a mentor, and mentor those God brings into your life. Accept your mother's mentoring mantle and be a generational blessing for years to come. That was beautiful. Oh. Amazing. Thank you, Luann. We're going to call another draw. I'm not, just so you know, I'm not like appreciative of those like emotions that come and make you want to cry. So we're going to do a draw in between every single one of these ladies. <laughs> So we can break it all up in between. Here we go. I'm looking for ticket, last four digits, 5455. Was it so close over there? No, not close at all. 5455. Anybody? Wait, let me check my pocket. No, it is not mine. Oh, is there a hand? Do I see a hand? She doesn't want to come up. Here you go, Pastor Daniel's going to bring it to you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. Our next speaker is going to be Alma. Powerhouse. Here we go. And it is also not just Mother's Day for Alma, but it is her birthday. Happy birthday, Alma.
big shoes to fill. I, I wouldn't try. <laughs> a blessed Mother's Day to all mothers, mother figures, mothers-to-be, aunties, mentors, grandmas, that is maybe literally every woman here. Uh, I love being a mother. Becoming a mother was one of my biggest dreams, and I got exactly what I prayed for. My husband and I are blessed with four precious children. Being a mom has been an exciting journey of joy, pride, expectation, and it has also been my personal school of change and growth on many levels. Um, I started out as a mother with a lot of confidence. I don't know where I got it from, but um, I had great expectations, very high expectations of myself that I'll be the best mom. I was not going to repeat the mistakes that I had observed growing up, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> One of my ridiculous approaches was to raise all my children to become exactly like me. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> With my children very close in age, I imagined that it was going to be easy to parent all of them the same way. And that also didn't work out. As my children grew, it took me a while to realize that my parenting challenges that I was experiencing, especially when they were in their teens, had a lot to do with my simplistic approach of same size fits all. I prayed for wisdom, and uh, in Psalm 139, verse 13 to 14a, that scripture just resonated with me in a way that was very profound. I changed my complete view of how I saw my children and how I related to each one in their own uniqueness. It helped a lot that I helped each of my children, oh no, at least three of them, to memorize that scripture in their Bible class from this very school. The scripture which has come up there reads, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I began to observe more, listen more to each of them, and then I understood more and I related better to each person uniquely. It felt like this each spoke a different language and had now begun to learn their unique language and speak it with them. A wise woman in this congregation once shared with me that she had prayed for God to give her the key to the kids in her class's life. She's a teacher. I took that, and I prayed that God gives me the key to each of my children's hearts, and he did. I also came to the deep realization that God's love for each of my children supersedes all the love that I could ever have. That is a humbling realization. I know we know it in our minds, but to realize it on a deep level was something else. God formed them, he loved them first, he understands them completely, and he's more than able to do far beyond my limitations as a mother. 
This realization freed me from all my parental anxieties and controlling tendencies. I now view myself as a partner with Jesus, facilitating with God's purpose for their lives. I have made mistakes and wish I had done certain things differently, or at least started some things earlier, but it's never too late. It is never too late. I know I'll make more mistakes, but Jesus won't make any mistakes. So my kids and every one of us here is covered. I have uh, given, sorry, I have encouraged my children to address any harming effects of my parenting in therapy if they need to. <laughs> I happen to be a therapist, so it's a usual conversation. And as my children have trans uh, transitioned into adulthood, I have been intentional in changing the way I communicate with them especially. And so in preparing for today, I asked each of my children how they have experienced me and how they have benefited from me being a mother so far. And while all the answers were different, they were united in one thing. They have seen me change over the years. And I'm grateful to God for that. Here are their brief responses. They now feel being heard and understood. They enjoy collaborative conversations about problem solving. They feel allowed to make choices and learn from their mistakes. They feel empowered and supported. Each child is a unique person, fearfully and wonderfully made, and deserves to be seen and experienced and related to as such. For the mothers who have multiple children, and especially if they are close in age like mine were, the task may seem daunting, especially when you have all other life's challenges and responsibilities to care for. However, relating to each child with a sense of curiosity that this is God's beautiful handiwork that you've been charged to discover and play a role alongside God as a partner. It's just an exciting and encouraging journey. I ask all of us to ask for wisdom always. God never fails. I have prayed for wisdom, and especially during difficult conversations, right when I'm talking to my child. I also do this when even I'm working. And God has never failed me. He always comes true. Whenever my children have thought the best of me, my tears, uh, tears just come to my eyes, and I always know that it is God who is shining forth through this mom vessel. I encourage all of us to pray for us moms. Pray for mother figures. Pray for your mentors. Pray for every woman in your life. We have so much to give because God deposited it in our, our hearts and our being. It's just part of us but we can do so much more when we are led by God. So please pray for us. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Alma. Thank you, Alma. Amazing. Okay, we're doing another draw. Last four digits, 5437. 5437. Yay!
There we go. Awesome. Congratulations. Pedicure. I thought it was like biblical, you know, Jesus washed the feet. Right? If you haven't tried, you should. I'm not a pedicure person, but I am now. All right. We are going to go to our next wonderful person, Karen. Here we go. Good morning. Uh, what a blessing to be here. The scripture I want to share with you is Ephesians 5, 15, 16. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise, making the most of every opportunity in these evil days. This is a verse that God gave me around this time last year. And I want to encourage us moms this morning to make the most of our time with our kids because we're living in difficult times. Growing up, one of a very good memory I have of my teenage years was coming home after a long day of school to a mom who was ready to listen to me, where I can share with her everything that happened that day, the good, the bad, and to be honest, there were so many days. The only thing I wanted to go is to go home and talk to her and share something fun that happened or be encouraged by her if the day was really difficult because honestly, high school, middle school, not fun. It's hard. So having a mom present that I could just go and a home where I felt safe was a blessing. Until this day, I am so thankful for my mom and her being present in my life. Having this experience and her example encouraged me to do the same with our kids. And since very early on, my husband and I made decisions that allowed me to be part of our kids' lives. But this last year, more than ever, I have seen the importance of being present, present in the life of my sons, to be intentional about the time that I have with them. We live in a crazy world, full of distractions, social media, news in our fingertips, lack of connections and real relationships. So i realizing that I really need to be intentional and make the most of every time, every moment that I have with my sons. As moms, we have the opportunity to make our homes a safe and peaceful place where they can come after a day of school or activities and they can just decompress, relax, freely express, be encouraged, and recharge. We can create an environment where they can freely express, lose it, because we love them, where they can ask all questions they have about God, about life, about the world that is surrounding them, that they can make mistakes, where we can teach them to love, to forgive, and to give. And being present is not easy. It requires time, it requires uh, effort, and it requires being intentional, but it's worth it. As our sons are getting older, 
I have a 16, we have a 16-year-old son and a 12-year-old son. Um, I find it more difficult to be present in their lives. So I have learned that I need to be intentional, that I need to engage in the activities that they enjoy and to make the most of every moment I have with them. And the more I am present in their lives, the more our relationship grows. And the more our relationship grows, the more I know what they are going to, through, what they're up to, what is happening in their lives, so that I can guide them, I can pray for them, and I can teach them to live wisely. Stefan used to play soccer, which was awesome. I'm from Colombia, I get the game. Love going to his soccer practices. But this year, he's playing ball game, ball hockey, which is a completely different ball game, right? So I'm going, driving him to his first hockey practice, or game actually, go in. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> so completely environment, I'm barely understanding the game, don't know anybody. I'm like, ah, oh, that is great. But the drive there is awesome. We talk about everything. The guards are down, I can ask questions, he's free to express. We sometimes listen to some music that he is teaching me about, and <laughs> we laugh, and on the way back, with the windows open, you'll understand, right, full on, after a hockey game, we analyze the game, mostly him, <laughs> tells me all the good, the bad plays, his frustrations, and we just get closer. And with our youngest son, he is doing homeschooling this year. He asked for it, he needed it. Not a homeschooling mom myself. And I really was out of my comfort zone in so many levels. Uh, it started very bumpy. I almost quit the first week. Emma can testify to that. But it has been a fantastic year. I have, our relationship has grown. We have learned to work together and I have really get to know him more than ever, to know who he really is. So moms, we have the responsibility to invest in the life of our kids, to live wisely, making the most of the present because we do live in evil times. Feliz Día de la Madre. Amazing. Thank you so much, Karen. I just wanted to point out the order of events and ladies that we've done. We've done like grandmother, mother of older adult children, mother of teens, and now we're going to do one more draw. Five, four, five, zero. <gasps> Yay! Awesome. There you go. Congratulations. We are now going to have a video message from the one and only Jen Borja in Princeton, who's gonna, you know, she's got little kids in the trenches, age group. And here we go. Are we ready to go for Jen? Thank you. Here we go. I have gotten to a frightening part of motherhood. I am a, a coffee enthusiast. Let me explain something. A few, a few years ago, Praxis got me a 
uh, a fancy coffee espresso machine uh, for for our house and it was really exciting um, it's more of a, a hobby than just a cup of coffee like it, it means that I do strange things like I order special beans and I weigh the weigh the beans before I grind them and I time how long it takes the extraction rates and different boring things like that that I won't uh, bother you with this morning but it was more of a combination Mother's Day slash birthday gift because um, those often fall right around the same day and normally uh, I would find that unacceptable except this was a had a high price tag more than I'm willing to admit on video but uh, this was was acceptable but uh, normally I find that unacceptable because those are two very different days because you see I was born and I gave birth actually I gave birth was born once gave birth twice and I have three kids so there's my life math and uh, and the marriage math says that the mistake of thinking that those days could be celebrated as one day uh, only happened once <laughs> um, but uh, I, I told you I've gotten to a, a frightening part of motherhood uh, so I'm at the part of motherhood where if I found a cup of coffee on the counter from yesterday I would willingly and even with some relief and joy put that bad boy in the microwave and heat it up and uh, and start my day gladly with that uh, with that cup of coffee and I, I I tell you this to tell you that, that that motherhood is not perfect it's this beautiful messy chaotic uh, life-giving energy draining ups and downs all of the feels it's so much so much tired and so much love. I didn't know those things could coexist. And, and then the question of, is there enough coffee to uh, help you <laughs> to deal with it all? This is this never ending learning curve of, of milestones. And every time you reach a new milestone, uh, right around the corner seems to be another uh, challenge. So they say that the days are long, but the years are short. And I've experienced that a little bit as my youngest are going to kindergarten next year. Um, but uh, so today I wanted to take a moment to honor moms, uh, specifically moms who are in the days are long moms. I want to honor you from here in the trenches. Uh, I see you. And, and, and more than that, Jesus sees you with, with your kids, uh, specific kids, with their specific personalities and their uh, specific way of, of doing things. You are the best mom for your kids. There's this passage in one, uh, Psalm 139, I just love it, it's beautiful. We often read it over little ones when they're born, or maybe sometimes at women's conferences. You may have heard it before. Psalm 139 um, says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me form in utter seclusion. Uh, in I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day recorded in your book. Every moment laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts towards me. Um, oh God, they cannot be numbered. It's just this beautiful passage. It talks about the intentionality of God and that we're his workmanship and that he was uh, he, he made us with, with purpose and he knows all the days of our lives and so intentional with that little one. But at the same time, like I was born and I, I gave birth. When I, when I read this passage, I, I, I read it differently now because I am that womb. Like I am that womb that life uh, grew inside, that things were, were, that are fearfully and wonderfully made. They were knit together inside of me. Life came forth from me. My, my offspring beaming with potential and 
tons of personality. <laughs> uh, like I want them to grow up in all the things that to know that God loves them. He has a plan for their life. That you know, he was God was intentional when when he made you. He knit you. He formed you. Um, and it, it, but it wasn't on purpose. It w it was on purpose that they were born to me for me to raise, for me to love, for me to to bring up in the truth and to train. And motherhood has challenged me in ways that nothing else on earth has. Um, it has shaped me. It has formed me. It has worked on some rough edges. Is working on some rough edges. Um, and it, it, it has to be more than sometimes these nice pick-me-up lines like one day at a time or you can do it like choose joy like that's great if you're the clearance section at Michael's but sometimes you need to know something a little bit more like you were created for this I'm telling you this from the trenches like you were made for this you were fashioned for this you were formed for this you are the best mom for your kids and you can't do it alone. We need Jesus. Like I need Jesus every day. His grace, his wisdom, his mercy. The next day I need it again. The next day I need it again. Like we cannot do it alone. We're meant to do it together in community, all of the things. Um, but this is the greatest act of love and discipleship and sacrifice that you will ever walk in. You are raising the next generation. We are tying their shoes, wiping their noses, and, and teaching them about the grace of God uh, for their life, teaching them the truth, bringing them up in the way of the Lord. And so God was intentional with the life that he placed inside of you and he was intentional uh, with you, that you were the one to carry that life. You are the best mom for your kids. Moms, we love you. We honor you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Jen, awesome. The draw now is going to be for our Princeton campus. And Amy, you have won the draw. So get in touch with Pastor Jen. And you will get your pedicure up in Princeton, which is pretty fantastic. I am your final five speaker. Thank you. Um, and here we go. I want to honor my mom. Jill and my mother-in-law, Sue, here as godly examples of godly women. I wanna thank my mom, who is a single mom, for making room for mentors and role models in my life. I am a true believer that it does take a village, that it takes a community to raise a child, and I am gonna speak on mentors. Mentors means an experienced and trusted advisor. Wouldn't it be great if all we had to say to kids was, you're enough, you were made for a plan and a purpose, you were beautiful, but for some reason, it's just not. I find it amazing that God purposed us to live in community, multiple people speaking life through our lives to fill our love tanks. And I have a question. Are you willing to be a life-giving voice in another person's life? Are you willing to be available for coffee? to invite your child's friends, your niece, your nephew, your neighborhood kids over to help make cookies, to help plant a garden, to help with a project, to be present in the lives of others. I'm a big believer in the power of testimony, so I wanna highlight five people who stepped up to be present in my life at different periods through my life. And there were so many more than five people who took the time to mold me and make me into the person that I am standing before you today. Colleen. 
Colleen was my pioneer girl leader at age 10. Colleen took me Christmas shopping. This was a mom of two young kids who made time. She did not have time. She had a full-time job. She had two kids. She made time just to hang out with me, to ask me questions, to spend the day with me at the mall. I clearly remember Colleen every single Christmas when I have to walk through the doors of the mall. I think it was actually my most positive Christmas shopping experience ever, was with my pal, Colleen. Um, when I think of Colleen, I think, man, I have the capacity to do more. I can volunteer in kids. I can volunteer for camps. I can volunteer to be first aid for youth camp. I have capacity to do more regardless of how busy my schedule looks. Johnny. I babysat for Johnny starting at around age 14. She lived at the end of our road. More and more often, I remember just going there just to hang out with her. She would tell me stories about when she was my age, which caused my heart to open up and want to share what was happening in my life, happening at school, happening at church. I remember her saying things like, you don't have to be like everyone else, just be you, which was exactly what I needed to hear at that age. This is something I find myself saying to my daughter often, constantly confirming that she has been made for a plan with a unique plan and purpose made by God just for her. And I often say, be the you God made you to be. Debbie, age 16 to 23. Debbie was a friend of my mom's that used to hang out with us a lot. She called me out when I was being disrespectful to my single mother. I didn't have a father figure to point out those things in me when I was getting like too close to the edge. At the time, I didn't appreciate that voice in my life, but she was necessary. She played a huge part in getting me an amazing job straight out of high school that set me on a trajectory of being trained and equipped in the corporate world to have difficult conversations with people, to be a calm voice, a life speaker. She saw a gift in me to call out the golden people, to be a peacemaker. Maureen, who we all know and love, she's here in the room right now. Maureen Saylor. I have known Maureen for a long, long time, but I had the honor of sitting with Maureen for a full year when I was given the job at the RCA school office. I remember her saying, so you want my job? <laughs> On difficult days, I think of that statement, and I remember the exact conversation when we had it, and I remind myself that I chose to be here. Maureen poured into me her wisdom, her grace for situations, most often starting a conversation with, I can only speak from my experience, or ending a conversation with, that was the road I walked. The humility of those statements opened my heart. I purposed to follow her advice on many things, but the one thing that I say to my office mates, and I say it often, when dealing with teenagers, before you respond to the rude, to the attitude, to the bad behavior and the defiance of young people, remember yourself at that age. When Maureen said that to me on the very first occurrence, I really let it sink in. I remember just absorbing the entire thing and thinking to myself, wow. Emma, 16 to 18, everyone in this building deserves like a ton of grace Monday to Friday. <laughs> you know what really captures the heart and portrays the heart of the father? Love. Patience, kindness, and love. Without ever saying it, she taught me a great life lesson that I live by and I speak out all the time. Practice the pause. She is still very present in my life. 
Hugs every Sunday morning. Whenever I see her, she is still one of my greatest champions and cheerleaders. She's an amazing encourager in my life. Last one, number five, Pastor Shanda. Where to start? She sought me out in the three to five program where I had been hiding week in and week out for eight years. (laughs) She saw something in me and challenged me to step out, to speak up, to focus on the source of life for myself. She was available. After asking, after listening to me pour my heart out over different situations, she would ask questions like, have you asked the Lord about this? Then she would take the time to pray things through, being a safe place, a shoulder to cry on, a friend to laugh with. She challenges me to put a demand on the spiritual gifts that God has given me and sees the fruit and calls it out, sometimes often before I do. The bottom line is I have grown closer to Jesus as a result of having Shanda and having all of these women in my life. Godly mothership and mentorship is not about making carbon copies of ourselves. The world does not need another me or another you. The world needs Jesus. The world, our kids, our future needs the church, all of us, to step into our plan and our purpose. Pouring into people, encouraging, equipping, sharpening, praying for, listening to, being present with, available to, coming alongside, cheering on, show the love you guys. Let Jesus lead you as you lead others. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.